Hi, I'm Suzanne Malik McKenna from Chicago. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in three, two, one. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. They're sometimes called the odd couple. If only because the word aberrant doesn't fit in the logo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. And we're not in the building today. Good planet. Left the building. We have left the building. Mike and Peggy have left the building, but we've gone to another building, which is the DuPage County Fairgrounds in Wheaton, Illinois, for the annual Scarce Green Fair. And hi, Kay McKean. Yay! Yeah, this We're is, here! This is, like, <laughs> this is like Christmas for you, isn't it? It is Christmas and New Year's and Valentine's. It's everything. Halloween? Halloween, everything. It's everything, right? In fact, Halloween, uh, I will remind people that uh, in just a few weeks, you're going to be recycling pumpkins, aren't you? We are going to have the most cities recycling pumpkins this year. Unbelievable. It's going to probably double from last year. Uh, that's great. I, I love the fact that, that, that you do that. You do, you, you do so many different things, and that's what this fair is all about, right. everyone. We just opened right at 10 o'clock, and uh, folks are streaming in. Streaming and in. Uh, there's going to be reduce, reuse, recycle, yep, and, and local then farmers, some. Yep, local, local farmers <laughs> and advocacy groups. We've got it all. It's the best variety. Really, hats off to Beverly and Heather. They have done a phenomenal job. The artwork with Caitlin and Carrie, the PR, the details with Jean, Rose, everybody, you guys, it is phenomenal. It is everybody on board, and they did a great job. Yay. They, Let's give them a big ding. Yay. Yep. <laughs> All right, we, <laughs> that's a big ding. Okay, that's that's the way we roll here. That's that's the best we can do. We can't give you any money or prizes or anything, but we can give you a ding. Oh, we'll take a ding, and, and maybe a, we'll donut. Take a happy ding, uh, and a donut. Those now, donuts are smelling awfully I, good. I, I, he's, he's the, donut he's the guy. green donut guy. He has done really good environmental work for his donut business. Excellent. So we're glad he's here. I'm I'm grabbing something back here to show you what I got. Uh oh, what have you got? Wow, it's a little beat up. Oh, and, a seventy-eight, and nice, nice and. There. Yeah, it's warped. Looks yeah, like not it. that much. Yeah, no, not that's too not bad. Really. Okay, this one is, I can almost read it. Can you read that? I can't read it. London. What's that say right there? This says, Play with the Heart of a Girl. That's the when name of this. Play with uh, the Heart of a this Girl. This is Columbia. Cop- Copenhagen. Copenhagen. I mean, and I've got a bunch of 70s. Music. We music. need 70s. Oh, this is Teresa Brewer. Music, music, music. Oh, oh my there you goodness. Go. The music goes round and all, round, oh, 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 and it comes Put out here. Put another nickel in, in the yeah. Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's the one. Yeah, yes. that's those are two different songs. I, well, okay. we love 78s. We love 78s. And we're oh, working with a great group in New York that's recording them because they were never put onto tape to be saved forever. And I imagine there's a way that you can take those and clean them a little bit, mm-hmm. and then, then you get yep. to... Uh, to, get to uh, play them, play them, and, mm-hmm. and and record them for posterity. That's what yeah, they're trying to do. Yeah, you're right. It, it is very interesting. A lot of that stuff was never recorded. Yeah. So we got a crowd here, which is great. Yay! We we need to get a high crowd. Take a photo. <laughs> Hi, oh. Photo of the crowd. Woo! We're green. And there's an aria. We're green. And it's dead. My dad is here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Peggy's dad is here, Yay! too. He heard the 78, so he showed He's up. He's all excited. Oh, my goodness. You did a good job raising this lady. Uh, good job. Uh, this one. <laughs> who? He says who? He's, he's disavowing any knowledge of oh, Peggy right He's going to take thing. her under, huh? So, uh, so we're going to invite folks. We're going to be talking to a number of the vendors here and the food people, and yep. uh, we saw Jen Walling over there. Yep, the, the fabulous, amazing Jen Walling. From, from the Illinois Environmental Council, uh, and they're doing great work. 
And I mean, it's just there's there's goats here. There's goats I was here. Not right, not I right was, here. Yeah, well, they're over there. There's four goats. goats. I was there's petting four the goats. goats here. Yep. Well, there's Art Gera here too. He's not exactly a Art's goat. Art's here. But, yep. But, <laughs> He's kind of close to a goat. Oh, and there's a, a, a Susan Barton sighting the from shed the Shed Aquarium. Aquarium. We got Woo-hoo! the best. You guys, we have working bikes here. We have Amy and Lee from working bikes here. We have the best of the best here. Uh, and the whole idea is to get people educated to be smarter about the stuff yep. they have and the stuff they use. You know what? If we're educated, we also then have to do something. Yeah. Education and awareness is like the first step, mm-hmm. but then you got to do something. So we're hoping today that scout groups and all kinds of people will be able to take action. Do something with what you learned. Pick up some litter, right? Uh, Frequent the stores that are doing repurposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and think about what you buy. Yes, think. Think about when, when you're at some place and you're about to make a purchase, how do you uh, do it in a a smart way. Exactly. Read think, the labels and yes. think about it. And right. Think, well, think about the end use of the product. What yeah. happens to it when you're done with it? Right. Where's it go? Not right. just into a landfill, but uh, it, you know. And, and I just realized here I should have a clock because uh, <laughs> I can, I <laughs> we're al- not hearing Brandon. Brandon, in our I ear. can almost hear you. So what I would advise you to do is just bump up your volume as much as you can. So there's a we, lot of noise here there's today. There's a lot of noise here today. So. Uh, Oh, there you go. Now I can hear you. That's great. Fabulous. And I'm hearing the music. And you know what, Mike? Yes? After the pumpkin project, we'll be collecting cooking oil from everybody who fries a turkey for Thanksgiving. So the Green Grease people are here. We've got it all in one spot. All right. We've got to go. We'll be right back with more at the Scarce Fair. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty, you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Ever wonder what you would feel like if you didn't hurt? If you were free of tension in your body, here's your chance to talk to Dr. Bonnie Flaster and licensed massage therapist Kamosha Murphy at the River North Wellness Center Open House Thursday, October 12th from 2 to 6 p.m. for mini-massage, chiropractic, and acupressure demonstrations. And until November 22nd, mention the Mike Novak Show for a discount on full treatment sessions. Go to rivernorthwellness.com or stop by on October 12th and get back to feeling good. Being a meteorologist, you see things daily that can be related or not related to climate change. And then you separate that from the climate science and the social policy. So it's almost like teaching three classes. Meteorology, which is short-term, the climate, which is long-term, and then the policy, which is government, whether or not it's federal, state, or local. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate on WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. Find out what's going on in Evanston. Tune in to Haggerty's Huddle every other Monday on French and Friends. Brought to you by Chicago Lee Magazine. Name the city's top magazine. Don't just read more, read better. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Oh, isn't that a sweet song to bring in here? Especially since uh, there is a lot of sunshine out here. It's a beautiful day. day. Rick DeMaio will will be joining us later uh, with his forecast. I saw him yesterday. I'm not sure that we're going to get any real rain coming in, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're live from the Scarce Green Fair out at the DuPage County Fairgrounds. One of the guys uh, who's part of this is sitting right next to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you pronounce your last name, Joe? 
Oh, well, hold on. That's my fault. Right. Try it again. And, and while he's turning that up, we are on Facebook Live right now. So feel free uh, to join Arianna's us. We got Ariana's doing that. Joe, what was your last name? Pichotto. Pichotto. That's how you do it. And he's a, uh, the co-owner, head farmer of three plaid farmers, which is weird because there's only two of you, right? Yeah, it started out with three, though. We lost one, but why change the name? <laughs> why change? I don't know. Uh, honesty in advertising, maybe? How yeah. about? Well, you know, we have a dog, so he takes the place there you of go. the former uh, third. He's got a plaid collar. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, and they're uh, a, a CSA, which stands for Community Supported Agriculture, um, and a seed farm that grows open pollinated heirloom, chemical free vegetables, fruits, herbs, and flowers. And you serve what I thought was interesting. Winfield, Glen Ellen, that makes sense. But Evanston, I don't, I don't understand how, why you go up to Evanston if you're, if you're working in the western suburbs. Uh, it started, when we first started the farm, we were way down in Mantino. So uh, we would drive up into the city and then mm -hmm. the north side. And uh, so that's how we kept those. We started with those spots, so we decided to keep them because they were so good. All right. And I have to ask you, because beautiful day with, with no rain for a long time, uh, what's the weather been like this year? What kind of a growing season has it been? Uh, it hasn't been the best. It was uh, about one of the rainiest springs we've ever had, so a lot of crops got in late, and uh, you know you just can't work the ground when it's super rainy. Right. And now it's super dry, and um, it's not so bad for our actual crops because we can water them. Uh, we use drip irrigation to water them, but uh, as far as like getting the cover crop to germinate, it's been bad without the rain. Well, how big is your farm? Uh, it's about five acres. And we grow on about two and a half right now. Uh huh. Some of it's perennials. So, so what's going to happen with the other? Are you going to expand to the other part of the? Yeah, we may we may expand in the future. We're we're taking it slow. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he says. Yeah. He's like, we're taking it yeah, slow. Taking okay, it slow. fine. Yeah. Yep. So one of the interesting things that you guys do is all the various interesting varieties of heirlooms. It's not just your average crops. Yeah, we. I mean, we do over 200 different varieties of crops, and our idea is just to keep it interesting flavor-wise, looks-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's so many flavors out there in the world. We, we like to experience them ourselves, and uh, we want our CSA members to experience them, too. Hard to say. I mean, since we do so many things, uh, we like to think we're good at uh, tomatoes and leeks and onions. Yeah, you like to think that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> I, I, who really knows? Everyone's a tomato expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, how how were the tomatoes this year? How'd you do yeah, with it? So-so. It wasn't the best tomato year, but yeah, it's just because they got out late this year. They were probably like three weeks late mm -hmm. compared to the previous years. So. Ah. Well, but, you know, and that's different. When you're growing them to sell them and put them in a CSA, it's a different story from doing it in your backyard. Correct. Yeah, I mean. Because you're, you're trying to force the issue, aren't you? You're trying to get them out as early as possible, right? Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, right. And so th three weeks late kind of, you know, kind of puts things a little mm -hmm. behind schedule. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so if folks want to get involved with CSA, how did they do that with three plaid farmers? And by the way, when I say three plaid, P-L-A-I-D, although you're not wearing plaid, you're just wearing green. Well, right? I had it on earlier today. But you got so. the Band of Farmers t-shirt on. I love yep. that. Representing. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're a part of the Band of Farmers. We are. Yep. Yep. If you want to find us, you can just check us out online, threeplaid.com. All right. Well, I know that you're here by yourself. Yep. So I'm going to let you get back to your table because I see it's stocked full of vegetables. He's got it looks some wonderful looking here, peppers it's over there. Thank I mean, you. It's, it's great stuff. Thanks so much. So is this is this uh, your your extra stuff, your surplus uh, that you're trying to unload here today? Pretty much. CSA first, and I just brought whatever was extra. So. Okay. Well, Joe, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, head on back, and right. we will. Thanks, uh, Joe. We've got uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry Nash is here. Come on over and grab grab one of these microphones here. Watch the cords. And we're just we're parading people here <laughs> one at a time. How you doing, Jerry? I'm good. How are you? All right, all right. I, wait, you got to turn it on. He turned it off. I don't know why he did that. All right, I'm on. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't need that ear. Okay. Right, thank you. Uh, he's the co-founder and outreach coordinator for Prairie Food Co-op, and they're based in Lombard. Yes. Uh, Co-ops are becoming a very fashionable way to go um and uh why did you get on board that uh basically my wife and i uh, moved here about eight years ago and we noticed a lot of csas in the neighborhood just mm -hmm. like joe runs uh in the area uh, uh produce csas meat csas nuts and berries 
Uh, but we didn't. Uh, wait, wait. I got to do my Yogi Bear. Nuts and berries. Yeesh. Yes, believe yeah. it or not. And we noticed there was a lot of demand for that. And when we moved here, we assumed there would be 10 or 20 food co-ops in the area, in the Chicago uh-huh. Metroland area. And at the time, there were zero. Uh, so we complained about that for a couple of years and uh, eventually <laughs> decided to do something about it. Yeah, and stop your whining and get out there and start one, right? Exactly. And we wondered, how do these things get started? And it's people in their community taking the initiative to do it. That's fabulous. But you, you make a really good point, which is that there are not a lot of, uh, of the co-ops in the area. But it, it is starting. You're starting to see movement because we've had a number of co-op people on the show. We've had advertisers who are co-ops on our program. Uh, but they're still not serving everybody, are they? Uh, no. Uh, but we uh, see a future... Uh, coming up soon where uh, we hope, to me, uh, the wave of the future is co-ops. I think it's a better business model because co-ops tend to reflect what their community wants. And and how is that? Uh, because they're owned by the community. A co-op is basically a grocery store. A food co-op mm-hmm. is grocery store owned by the community it serves. So thousands of people in the community uh, pay a membership fee to literally own it. And uh, they have a say in how the store is run, and they reflect uh, the products that are there. And and I love the idea of the democracy in yeah. in food. Yes. And and of course, I would imagine that if you're a member of a co-op, one of the things you're asking for is to make sure that uh, for if if you're a meat eater, if you're an omnivore, you want grass-fed beef. Uh, you want you don't want pesticides in your food. You want it grown locally. Has it been hard to source local? Uh, actually, uh, not very hard. Uh, right now, we're not open, so we don't actually um, have to deal with uh, aligning all these vendors yet. But we do see a demand uh, for them coming, and we do see that it will be met. There are a lot of CSAs in the area, uh, like meat CSAs, right. and produce CSAs. And I we mean, hope- and that's, and that's an area, you, you, there aren't so many food co-ops but there are a lot of CSAs now in the Chicago area. We, you know, we're becoming one of the uh, urban agriculture hubs of the country. I agree, yes. Um, and we think that CSAs, their main uh, sources of business are farmers markets and their CSA. But I imagine they would love to be taking their produce mm-hmm. to a store that's open 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah. So you guys are looking for a property in Lombard right now. We are. Um, we actually have done a market study a couple years ago where we looked at three properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't divulge those properties, and we cannot um, actually announce what property we are interested okay. in until we sign the lease. Uh, just recently, as we near 800 owners, uh, we are once again uh, tightening up our market study so to make sure it works. Where, where have you been operating on until now? Uh, we are just organizing in the community. Oh, so. okay. So, so you're kind of at the same stage Chicago Market is, looking yeah, for a location. Exactly. You're almost at that. We're like Chicago Market, and actually what like uh, Sugar Beet was for years. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, of course, they opened a couple years ago, which is great, which we look to open in a year so or two. So tell me about the process. How frustrating is it to try to get this going? Uh, it's a very challenging but very rewarding process. It literally takes years. Uh, the average <laughs> as, takes, as we're finding out, yeah. Yes, uh, five to seven years. We're on year five. Uh, Sugar Beet uh, opened up, I think, after year four. And as you mentioned, Chicago Market, they're about year uh, four. Um, it just takes years, but they eventually do get open if you follow uh, good practices. Any co-op that you see that opens sooner than that usually takes shortcuts. And <laughs> and no shortcuts allowed. Yeah. Well, Jerry Nash uh, with the Prairie Food Co-op. So you're signing folks up here. Uh, yes. I, all right. Well, uh, I want folks to come down to the uh, to the scarce green fairs. And if you live in the Lombard area, what better way to uh, participate than to sign up? Uh, yeah, we would love that. We can sign up people here right on the spot or online at prairiefood.coop. See? Dot coop. Uh, dot coop. And I'm glad you said that because I, I always forget to do the marketing part of it, and I'm glad you're doing your own. I, I mostly do, too. Yeah, give, yeah, give us that one more time. Prairiefood.coop. 
which is C-O-O-P. Uh, Jerry Nash, thank you so much. for And good luck. Have I hope you do a lot of re- good recruiting here today. Great. Thank you so Great. much, Great. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Thank you for being here. We're happy to be here. And it's the Mike Novak Show from the Scare Screen Fair at the DuPage County Fairground. Now we have uh, the woman coming in here who, uh, no offense, uh, <laughs> Jerry, but we've been waiting for this woman to, to, <laughs> to show up. And Where's the ice cream? Hi. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> And it, this is Kimberly. I can bring some later. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Yates. Do you have Elam? I got married last year, and I just changed my name. Well, nobody tells us that. Your website doesn't. Say I know. That. I know. It's it's been a while. Yates. I had to update. Yeah, Yates. It's a little easier isn't, to pronounce than Elam, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. And and I gotta and I gotta bust uh, Peggy here because she has your first name as Kimmer, but that's not your first name. Oh, it's Kimberly. Yes, right. Right, you got it. it the, the name so of the Kim, Kimmer is my nickname. Yeah, your website and everything yep. says Kimmer. Hey, yep. yeah. so is that what you is is the, like that a holdover from high school? Hey, Kimmer. You know, honestly, from probably the time I was like three, everyone's been calling me that. Really? I, and it's just like it was so catchy that I went to school out of state for college, and people that I'd never met before started calling me Kimmer. No. Yeah, like once they heard it, it was just. Wow. I heard our state senator calling you Kimmer the other day. It's like everybody's got that going. All right. Now, Kimmer is, uh, well, and and that's the name you actually want to remember because it's Kimmer's Ice Cream in in St. Charles. You started in St. Charles and then you, yeah, give give us another ding. Nice. And uh, then expanded to Wheaton. So you must be doing okay. Oh, yeah. We're really lucky. We have amazing customers. So, uh, yeah. I, well, it's probably not just the customers. <laughs> and all your your dairy and your flavors are all locally sourced. All of our all of our flavorings are made from um, they're they're all natural actually, and they're yeah. made up in Wheeling Weber flavors. They do a great job okay. for us. So a lot of people come in and ask about our strawberry. Our strawberry is actually white. We don't dye it. What? So it it, what? Has, it has a teeny tiny. Yeah, bit but of strawberries pink. are red. I know, but cream overpowers that color, so they don't. It doesn't. It doesn't get pink so people have a hard time with that but i i would have a hard diet. time with that yeah <laughs> but you have a you have a lot of gourmet flavors we do have a lot of gourmet flavors and we like to like what like mushroom not yet we have aztec hot chocolate so it's got cinnamon chili and cayenne in it a little bit Yikes. spicy little and then we've got ice white cream. chocolate salty oatmeal so we partner with a local catering company they make all of their stuff in-house it's all um like hand made from scratch. Uh-huh. So these cookies, they've got white chocolate chips, salt, and then they're like oatmeal cookies. So we blend that into the base of the ice cream and then add chunks to it as well. It's really good. Wow. Yeah. What, are, what other flavors you got that nobody knows about or, or that nobody's ever heard of before you started doing it? So we also do a ricotta and fig. So it's a ricotta-based ice cream with a fig ribbon, kind of like a jelly. Yeah. Uh, it sounds weird, but it's actually really, really good. It's really rich. Folks, you ain't getting this at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> no, I'm telling you right no. now. You got to go to Kimmer's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing stuff. So it's good. Uh, who does the experimenting? Oh, good question. Um, we have an amazing ice cream maker. Her name is Liesel Mann, and she's incredibly creative, and she tests stuff out all winter long. For, uh, I mean, that's where her creative juices really start flowing. Yeah. So she starts trying all sorts of new things. She's doing a maple cookie ice cream this winter. That sounds good. It's, it's going to be really good. Now that one, that sounds appealing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be it's gonna be really awesome. So she she comes up with things. Our customers give us suggestions, and our brains are always kind of working. We're always thinking of new stuff. So <laughs> yeah, you, and you accidentally drop an ingredient into the yeah, ice cream. Whoops, and you say, oh, go whoops, with it. That's, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So what brings you to Scarce today, then? How is your ice cream tie-in? Yeah, so like I said, we like to work with local vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be as green as possible. The most green way to eat ice cream is, of course, on a cone. No waste. <laughs> so if you come see us today, please order your ice cream on a cone. Um, but we just want to be a part of this great community of people that are like-minded. Stop right there. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. No, the whole idea that... No plastic spoon. No plastic spoon. No waste. No, weight, no cup. You just no eat it all. No silly thing. Nothing. Get it on... A cone, get and it's all gone. It's all gone. I love that idea. Good. Let's <laughs> do Why don't more people do that? Well, I, I suppose you do if you get it out of the ice cream truck, but then it still might be a stick. There, right. There's wrapping. There's, wrap. there's, there's right. all kinds. Right. I mean, it, in an indus- in almost any food industry, it's hard to get rid of the packaging, isn't it? So true. Yeah, there's waste. Right. Yeah. So, so is that one best. of the things you're, you're fighting right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to be as green as we can be. 
Uh, and give me the uh, exact locations of your stores. Sure. We're at 109 East Front Street, downtown Wheaton. And we're at 1 West Illinois Street, downtown St. Charles. Uh-huh. And you're open uh, year-round. Year-round. All See, the time. Everybody needs their ice cream. It's true. Yeah, even you're, on those even, cold even, days. Even on cold days. Yep. Especially if it's got spicy stuff yes, in it. Yes, the know? Aztec chocolate. The Aztec. <laughs> and your ice cream's available in some local stores, too. It is. Yep. We're at uh, Casey's Fine Foods in Naperville. We're at Standard Market, which is in Naperville as well, and Westmont. We're at Blue Goose, which is our friendly neighbor in St. Charles. And then we also serve our ice cream at Bricks Pizza. There's yeah. about six locations in the suburbs. Uh, and I understand, and we just have a few seconds left, uh, that you get college kids uh, helping you pack the we, ice cream, too. We do. Yeah, we're really fortunate. We have uh, actually local high school and college kids. So oh, great. A lot of first-time jobs. Uh, and you're 16 teaching. yourself, so, no, you no. know. <laughs> oh, no, no. But you got an award for uh, an under-40 award for your business, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations Thank on you. that. You know, nice should have gotten an under-20. All right. Thank you so much, Kimmer. <laughs> it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We are at the Scarce Green Fair in Wheaton, Illinois, at the DuPage County Fairgrounds. Come on out. We're here till 4 p.m. At least the fair is. We're we'll be right till- back. The Green Living Expo returns to McHenry County College on Saturday, November 4th. And this 10th anniversary celebration is going to be pretty special. For starters, there will be two, yes, two, fully decorated and locally owned tiny homes on display, the award-winning traveling exhibit Sustainable Choices, and area college and university solar and super mileage team race cars. Visit the Living Lightly Tent, where innovators share their energy-saving innovations with you. Of course, more than 70 exhibitors and vendors of all kinds will be there, including invited artists displaying and selling their sustainable creations. And did I mention the Green Living Expo is free and open to the public? And that Mike and I will be there? McHenry County College, Saturday, November 4th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go to mchenry.edu slash greenexpo or contact the MCC Office of Sustainability at 815-479-7765, 815-479-7765. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at restorethenorthshore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Hi, this is Peggy Malecki. How would you like to drive to the Garden Center in a 2017 Tesla Model X Sport Utility Vehicle? The Illinois Solar Energy Association is raffling off a Tesla to help fund their work in advancing clean energy development. Each ticket is $100, but you can get four tickets for $300. But hurry, only 2,500 tickets will be sold, and you can buy as many as you like. The drawing is December 7th, and you don't need to be present to win. Go to IllinoisSolar.org for details. What is this place? You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know what it is. Tell us your name, please. 1590. WCGO Chicago. I put a spell on you. Uh, uh, you know, you're a little early with that, Brandon. Uh, well, we're right across from the Black Cats, though. Well, that's true. Uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. We'll be playing that definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. in the next few weeks. Uh uh, nope, nobody's got no spells on them here at the at the Scarce Green Fair out in the DuPage County Fairgrounds. Gene's here with us from Scarce. Gene, uh, it's because your buddy said, we're not going on the radio unless Gene's here with us. Why is that, Gene? I'm here because, well, first of all, my two favorite teachers in the world from Marker School uh, in Westmont, and that's how I, I was originally introduced to Scarce. I was subbing there for one of the teachers, and Scarce came in, did an all-day program, because this school does all environmental, you know, they have environmental days and things like that. That's how I was introduced to Kay and the group, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And who are these lovely people that we're talking to? This is Mary Lotz and Keith Barr. All right, you guys, pick up those mics, uh, and you guys are, are doing what Scarce really advocates, which is get the youth learning about smart ways mm-hmm. to deal with stuff, all right? And I say stuff and not necessarily in a good way, right? So uh, at the school, what kind of activities do you have uh, kids engaged in? Well, at the school, we uh, we have an ecology club, 
And uh, see, they never had anything like that when I was no. in school. That's for sure. They do now. But. Same when I was in school, it was the same <laughs> thing. And uh, actually, we thought of that about 20 years ago, and it actually it evolved from scarce. We went to a scarce workshop, and we came back and we said we have to get this going. We had to have an ecology club. What many of the things we do, we do some we do composting. We uh, we have worm recycling. We actually last year we got a solar a grant for solar panels, so we have solar panels going at the school now. now. Where are the solar panels going to go? Are they uh, for the school itself? And uh, how, and how did you get those solar panels? You, you're welcome to jump in here. I know you got a, a microphone in front of you here. Uh, no, you're not going <laughs> to speak at all, are you? The solar panels. One of our fathers approached me last year from the Agni Group, and um, what's the Agni Group? It's it's a company that he's involved with. It has to do with uh, basically trying to get the, the solar energy okay. word out. All right. Okay. And he approached me and explained to me how we could uh, receive a grant and get something started in our school. We, we put the, uh, the solar panels up on the roof. They did it. And now we have monitors in school where we, the students can actually see how much energy the sun is, how much electricity we're producing with the sun. It's not a lot. Very little, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, because you know, it's just, but it's mostly a, a teaching device. Yeah, they can see what the the capa, what the possibility is. Oh, exactly. They uh, we can break it down so they see how much uh, electricity is being mm -hmm. generated. And I've heard of that in other schools where they yeah. have these these devices where you can monitor it, and it's good for kids to know what the as Peggy said, what the possibilities are, and know that it can be done mm -hmm. in the first place. That that yes, we're drawing energy from the sun now. How do we expand that? How do how, how do we do that? You know, I, you know where I'm thinking about that right now is Puerto Rico, who those people who, who have no power, and I'm sure that if you had had uh, solar on your roof, it got blown off. But there's got to be ways for people who are to be off the grid mm -hmm. so they can survive in situations like that. And and that's that's true, and that. that there's so many places in the world that do not have grids where obviously something like that would be very beneficial. Yeah. So, so go ahead, Peg. I, I was going to say, so what are the kids the most interested in? What really gets their attention in your programs? I, I, want, I want more than just Yeah, come on, Mary. Come on, Mary. <laughs> well, Get in here. One of the things we have is a native garden that mm -hmm. we started six years ago. Okay. And teach the kids all about how long the roots are. And they take care of the garden. Mm -hmm. They plant, they weed, we mulch it. We don't have to water it at all, even this year. So they have learned how to take care of it. Are you doing any uh, monarch releases there? Pardon? Monarch butterfly releases? Yes, we do. Keith always has monarchs in the beginning of the year, How's and that? they release them better. out Yeah. Okay. into our garden. And are you teaching anything like water conservation? Yes. How, yes, we have rain so? barrels. Okay. We earned our DuPage County water flag. Which means? Which means we conserve water the best we know how using the garden and the rain barrels. So it's great that you guys are doing this at uh, in Marker School, was it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and where's Marker School exactly? It's 59th and Cass Avenue in Westmont. Okay. How do you get other schools to get on board? That's See, it's, it's great that you, you're teaching these kids uh, about conservation and the, the three R's and Actually, we call it, we have five R's. We also have refuse and rethink and sometimes other things. And I, there's, there's so many R's out there. You don't Restore. know what to do. Restore. Uh, what, what are you doing to engage other schools? Three, two, <laughs> Not all one. at once, guys. Yeah, really. <laughs> we're actually, I guess our, the way it progresses from us is when they leave our school to go to the mm -hmm. middle school. We, we really don't have much contact with the schools in our area. So you're in elementary school up right. to what grade? Uh, we're a third through fifth grade building. Mm -hmm. you know, and There's only like third through fifth grade? In, in our, our building. Well, now, they, 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 you know, when I was in school. I was there for eight years. <laughs> I know. So was I. I was eight years in the same building. Yeesh. You just went from the first floor we have to the a, um, We have a K2 building where we have, there's a science teacher who's also very involved in the environment. So mm -hmm. she prepares a lot of students for us. And then we think we prepare them for the middle school. Yeah. But we're, so, we're an isolated district where it's just um, 
very small, only uh, one school, uh, early elementary, one intermediate. And, and you, you, you weren't formed, were, did you have children in the school or did you just get jump in yourselves? Mary. My kids all went through the district. Okay. I have three kids who went all the way through. And so that is what encouraged you to go in and... That's how I got in. I volunteered and then they hired me and then I met him and... <laughs> he was just wandering on the street, and he looked lonely. He uh, taught two of my children. Said, Come on into this green park. Well, I want to thank you guys both, Mary and Keith, uh, for getting out there and, and, and raising the awareness, which is so important because I'm sorry, I see too many older children, young adults, where this, I, these ideas seem to go over their heads. Uh, I mean, even bringing your own bag to a place seems like a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. we got to start someplace. I don't think we're educating our, our, our children properly at this point about these sort of issues. Go ahead, Keith. Um, one, one of the things we've, we've incorporated into a, about every two years, SCARES has come in with us, and we've had a full-day environmental day where every child and teacher in that school working with SCARES, DuPage County Forest, uh, Forest Reserve District, um, the village of Westmont, we have people come in and the entire day is environmental activities. They go from station to station. It's a fabulous, fabulous Excellent. day. And the, the kids really become excited about it. We know that now because as the kids are coming into fifth grade now, they talk about that day from yeah. last year. If, thank you for doing this. Yeah, and thank if we you. can get them as interested in reduce, reuse, recycle as video games, we are on our way, aren't we? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, Mary and Keith uh, from the Marker School. Uh, this is uh, absolutely great stuff, and we appreciate it. And and I know you didn't really want to be on the radio, and I get that. I'm, but this is too <laughs> but important. You did great. It's too important for us not to talk about. Thank you. All right. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We are here at the Scarce Green Fair. And while we slide uh, Mary and Keith out of the seats, we're going to bring in an old friend of the show who's in the booth right next to us. Go, I get to go figure. Yeah, really. <laughs> and that's uh, Jen Walling from the Illinois Environmental Council. Just pick up that green mic there, Jen. Um, how are you? Sorry, it's so fun to be next to you guys. Yeah, how cool is that? And it was totally by accident. Well, I bet Kay had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, she knows we get along. <laughs> and I know, and I know you you love Kay, and we love Kay, and we love this activity and, and the kinds of things she's doing. And I'm happy to see you here, boy. It's like you get the Environmental Council here, and and you don't just send out staff; you come out yourself, huh? Well, this one's really important to me. Kay is um, Kay McKean from Scares is a mentor. My very first environmental internship was really? with Kay when I was 16. Oh, my goodness. So she is definitely an inspiration for the work that I do today. So um, I definitely wanted to come out personally and uh, and support Kay and, and what Scarce is doing. Well, I'm so glad you did. And I know that the uh, Illinois Environmental Council just had the big dinner the other day. This, that's one of your major fundraisers, mm -hmm. isn't it? Um, and uh, who spoke at that? Well, we didn't have a keynote speaker this year because we had uh, so many awards to give this year. We just got so much done. Mine's um, in the mail, right? I'm, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll show up so any day now. You're, you're going to get one someday. I know, I know. We're going <laughs> to highlight it's you It's showing one day. up the same day as the Genius Grant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'll take the Genius Grant first. first I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for that. Well, but we had, um, you know, uh, Cook County President Tony Preckwinkle for uh -huh. the sustainability work in Deborah Stone who uh, has been a hero to so many of us from Cook County. Yeah, and, I love Deborah Stone. Yeah, she's so amazing. Uh, it was great to recognize her. But also Attorney General Lisa Madigan, which was super bittersweet to be Yeah, because she's, uh, she's not running for re-election. Yeah, and that is Did so concerning. Did she give a hint about what she's going to do? No, no. But, oh, okay. But I'm also just, um, you know, it's been a new worry to me. We've mm -hmm. been so concentrating on the governor's race, and uh, the Attorney General is... We've just assumed there would be an attorney general there to um, enforce environmental laws for the last 15 years. And now, um, looking at the different candidates that are out there, I think there are some that even don't even know there's an envir environmental enforcement division at the AG's office. Well, so. scary. one of the things you're doing, and we only have like a minute and a half here, mm -hmm. but uh, is you're working with the gubernatorial candidates, and you're to them and in interviewing them and getting them aware of issues. What are the issues you're highlighting with the gubernatorial candidates? What do you want to hear from them? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, we're doing a whole range, but we're really focused on a few key asks. So one is climate. Uh, we passed a really big energy bill. What are you going to do next to regulate all carbon emissions beyond the power sector? We're really asking folks what they're going to do. How are you going to uh, pass a budget that, uh, again, brings forward the uh, environmental issues that help the economy? Mm -hmm. And how are you going to hire really good staff? But we're educating them on the whole range um, because they, we want them to get talking points from us and not from you know industry supporters. Of course so, not. No. So we're hopeful. That's crazy. Hopeful they'll take what you know. Right now we're focused just on educating, not <laughs> on finding out more about them, so that they can go and share our talking points with everyone. Well, thank you so much for stopping no by. I know it was really quick, but you know we got tables. We got to talk. It was to so people. far for me to travel. I know. <laughs> and we're going to be talking to some gubernatorial candidates on our show. We hope soon. All right, Rick DeMaio weather is coming up. Come on out to the Scarce Green Fair at the DuPage County Fairground. Are you ready to make a positive change in the world around you? One that is easy and creates beauty? Make the switch to native plants, natural communities native plants. Enjoy the elegance of nature, the birds, the pollinators, and yes, even monarch butterflies without the excessive maintenance and without pesticides. Natives create food for our pollinators and birds, offset climate change, cleanse water, reduce floodwaters, and they look great. Natural Communities has more than 200 species of affordable woodland, wetland, and prairie plants, as well as shrubs, trees, and seeds native to the Midwest. And now is the time to get those plants established in your yard for a head start next year. Go to naturalcommunities.net. And if you use the magic word NOVAK, N-O-W-A-K, at checkout, you'll get 10% off your purchase until October 1st. Don't just get back to nature. Create it in your own backyard. Go to naturalcommunities.net. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. All right, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with uh, Peggy Blecky, and I believe we have a meteorologist. Oh, sorry about that. What was that, Peg? And Ariana doing Facebook Live. Yeah, and people I know are writing into Facebook and say, we can't hear anything. Well, it's because she's got the mic on the, uh, on the phone and not hooked up. Can't always hook it up. But uh, Rick DeMaio, are you with us? Well, you said I'm with us. Yeah, I'm with us. Uh, beautiful day up there, isn't uh, it? Oh, my goodness. They, they're all like this. It's like every day is, is, is a carbon copy of the one before it in the last week. Yeah, almost the last, uh, what, 54? I think I'm counting 55 days since we've had uh, three-quarters of an inch of rain. That was back on the 3rd of August. Um, I remember last oh. week on Saturday, uh, yeah, wild peg, that's for sure. Last week on Saturday, we hit 95. And, uh, you know, just two days later, we were in the upper 30s in the western suburbs, which can happen this time of the year. Uh, but what's nice now is that the lake is still running about 5 degrees above normal. It's about 66, 67. So even with the light onshore breeze this time of the year, uh, it generally tends to be warmer near the lake in the evening. It's really tough to get into the 40s. So this warmer lake will probably enable those people who live within, say, a mile, a mile and a half of the lakefront to probably have a little bit of a longer growing season. We've seen that in years past, but if you want to keep it going, obviously, this time of the year, uh, you got to do some extra watering, guys. So we are looking, You some of the information you sent involves the record highs we had last week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, seven both, in a row uh, <laughs> records. Se- wow, that's, that's just crazy. That's nuts. Um, and the question I, I, I've been telling people some of the things you've talked about on the show that some of some of we're experiencing had to do with blocking action by hurricanes out in the Atlantic. Are we still in that phase, or is, or is it now we back to sort of normal jet stream action? Um, I would say we're probably going a little bit into more normal jet stream action. What's been interesting um, is that the pattern has been much, much more active uh, in the Atlantic uh, than it has been in the Western mm-hmm. Pacific. You know, oftentimes you hear about, you know, these massive typhoons that continue to move across uh, the United States into parts of the Midwest, particularly in the months of October and into December. And when you get that, you generally tend to get some of these early season cold outbreaks. If you notice, we haven't been talking much about typhoons, even though the water in that part of the Pacific Ocean has been very warm. Uh, the jet stream has actually been much more active across areas of Asia and into the West Pac. Um, so that means that you need to have somewhat of a weakness across the globe, and that weakness right now uh, still continues to be from about the central part of the United States um, into the Atlantic. What generally tends to happen is, even though you have a weakness in the blocking pattern, which allows some of the intrusions of cold air to come further south, it doesn't mean that you still can't get storms. It's just that they don't get further north. So um, looking at some of the long-range stuff still shows maybe another one or two tropical cyclones, or I should say tropical storms, that could develop in the hurricane, particularly in the western areas of the Caribbean. So Central America... Uh, parts of Cuba, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, obviously Florida, uh, and even parts of the southern Gulf Coast could still be under the threat uh, for maybe one or two hurricanes over the next, say, three to four weeks. But chances for those storms to get a little bit further north seems to be fading. So, yeah, the blocking pattern is there, Mike and Peg, but now it seems that it's kind of shifted about five to ten degrees further south at this point. All right, so what we're looking at right now is folks asking me, uh, would you ask uh, Rick DeMaio when we're going to get some darn rain here, uh, when, when things are going to change <laughs> yeah, up? That, 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 that's a great question. I think we're probably looking at about three-quarters to maybe an inch of rain uh, late Wednesday night into Thursday. Um, you said so that last week. Well, we had about a quarter of an inch last week. I um, I, uh, okay. We, we did. What did we get, yeah. Rick? I I think Peg got exactly what she said she got. <laughs> I think okay. she probably got about a quarter we, of an inch. The problem I, though is I was that, in the city and I we didn't get much down in the city. Yeah, it sure but didn't we did yeah. up north. So well, that's what happens when you have a good roof over your head. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, the rain that we got was not much. But um, if people are asking when you're going to get a general rain. Uh, it definitely looks like this Wednesday night into Thursday, and then we get into another dry pattern, and there's another chance about five days after that. But still, if you go out, guys, about maybe 14 to 16 days from now, the amount of precipitation that's going to come down in the Chicagoland area is probably less than about an inch and a half. And that's going to do nothing, absolutely nothing, to take us out of this drought. We've actually been notched up uh, one level from dry to what they call a normally dry so on a scale of one to five, we're now in a drought level two um, across much of the area, and it looks like it's probably not going to really go away anytime soon. The pattern still is somewhat dry, probably right into the middle of October at this point. All right. Well, then again, I have to put the warning out when we hear that you're talking about how dry we've been notched up into another level of right. drought. Uh, you got to tell folks if you planted a, a tree or a shrub this year, mm-hmm. and even even some of your perennials, they'll die if if they don't get the water. Uh, some perennials that are established, but even some established perennials, if they're if, if they don't have uh, some moisture, are going to kick the bucket. So get out there and water. Um, you can. And, it, and if this continues into the fall, see what what folks get faked out by Rick is when it gets cool. And they right. think, well, right. it's cool, so the plants will be, I'll be all right. The plants right. still need water, even when it's cool. So how much yeah, water I, I, should a new tree or shrub be getting right now? Yeah. Oh, oh a new tree or shrub? Well, you know, about usually it this dry. Usually about an inch a week because it's not hot. You'd have a lot more evaporation, and you can confirm right. that, Rick, if it's if it's hotter. 
So, you know, you generally, they say an inch a week. And if you've got a, a tree or a shrub, use a drip hose. That's the best way to do it. It's like don't go out there with the hose and hold it. Put the drip hose on at the base of the tree or the shrub and, and water it that way. That's the best way. And, and you know, you, you talked about the warm weather that we had last week. Uh, we're actually going back into uh, the low to mid-80s from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, and, again, with wow. that much warmth and with that much sunshine, uh, evaporation rates are going to increase more so. We cool off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but still it looks like we're generally in a kind of above-normal uh, temperature pattern and below-normal precipitation. But, again, there are some, there are some good, good parts of this. The lake water temperature is real warm. If you live, again, within a mile, mile and a half of the lake, and you have your potted plants sitting outside, the chances of getting any mm-hmm. frost or freeze, I, I would say we're pushing that now back into probably the first week of November. So if you want to get a longer growing season on your potted plants, the warmth of the lake will probably give us a nicer or at least a couple of weeks extra growing season from that standpoint. Do we dare ask a quick uh, forecast? What are you seeing for uh, the winter? Anything yet? Or is oh, it God, no. Uh, you know, one thing I've, I've noticed with these, <laughs> with these, um, with these warmer um, falls is that you typically end up with, believe it or not, a much, much higher rate of lake effect snow when it does get cold because obviously the lake has a lot more warmth in it. You know, we saw that back, sure. I think it was about four years ago, when you had a record snowfall in the city of Buffalo, on Halloween, they had nearly three feet of snow, um, and even had thunder yeah. snow with that. It was yeah, it was crazy. And you know, Halloween is only a month yeah. away when you think about it from that standpoint. But um, high degree of variability. But I can give you more information on that in a couple of weeks when I publish something in Peg's article. That sounds good. And, our, and just so you know, our, our buddy Pat Sketch sent me something this week about how I don't think uh, this warm weather right now really affects the the winter that much at all in terms of the, uh, snow. So. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, thanks. We'll talk to you next week, Rick. Sounds good, guys. All right. Uh, thanks to Rick DeMaio, uh, Kimberly. Uh, uh, Yates. Yates, thank you. Uh, Joe Pichotto, Jerry Nash, Kay McKee, Bev uh, Jajurowski. Come Ma- out to the Green Fair. Marion Kay from Merker School and Jen Walling from the Illinois Environmental Council. Come on out uh, to the Green Fair yes, at the DuPage County Fairgrounds. I'm talking like all it? over the end. Yeah, Who cares? Uh, we'll see you until 4 o'clock p.m. No, and we'll see you tomorrow much. morning at 9. Goodbye.